Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now uh, we're joined by the O'Duffies. Hello, O'Duffies. Hello, Ray. So we have two daughters and a mother, uh, Jennifer and Sarah O'Duffy, two sisters, and mum, Orla, and Jennifer and Sarah are planning uh, to climb Mount Kilimanjaro this June to honour their late dad, Connor, and to raise money for the Asifajil Cancer Fund. Uh, Connor conquered uh, Kilimanjaro back in 2003 and stood at the summit while simultaneously bat- battling esophageal cancer. Uh, so this is this is a lovely thing. It's a thing you've been talking about for an awful long time, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, so Jennifer, tell us a little bit about where it all started then. Yeah, the idea originated a few years ago, um, but COVID put a stop to it. We got very excited and carried away. And then, of course, we had to put it to the side for a while. And then it resurfaced last Christmas. Um, we were all just sitting around the dinner table and we said, if not now, when? Um, it's something that myself and Sarah have spoken about. And I think those stories that Dad had always told us um, and we'd seen the pictures and it had just been something that was in our head for a while. So, yeah, we committed to it uh, this time last year. And now it's really becoming real <laughs> uh, and it's this year the 20th anniversary of your dad's death exactly yeah what age were you when he died uh, so I was four years old right yeah and Jen was seven, seven. years old seven ah. yeah yeah so very young yeah. yeah so what do you remember of your dad um, I do have some uh, specific memories probably prompted by photos that I've seen as well but um, I mean I do have very nice memories from Christmas times and, and holiday times yeah. uh, one specific one that I I have in my head when I was, uh, I guess, three or four years old. Um, I guess every family, it's very special picking out Christmas trees every year. But he always made it extra special because we would go up to uh, like a farm in Enniskerry and he would borrow a tractor from a local farmer. He'd bring up his own chainsaw. We'd pick out the tree and he'd chop it down and right. we'd bring it home and decorate <laughs> it. And it just yeah. made it extra special yeah. every year. Uh, and Connor, very young Yeah, 42. When he died, he was 42. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it was... Where did you meet? We actually both gate-crashed a party, as you do, in Dublin. Uh, A friend of mine was heading to a party and asked me to come with her. And likewise, uh, he was asked to accompany somebody and we were introduced. And... You know, small talk, you're saying, well, where are you working? What are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm teaching down the road in Mount Amble. And he said, in Mount Amble? And I said, yeah, in the Montessori section. And he said, I went to school there. And I said, you're joking. I went to school there as well. Right. <laughs> so unbeknown to each other, uh, you know, I mean, this obviously was 20 years later, but we had both been in the Montessori school together. He Probably was, played together as children. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> claims that he spotted me in the playground <laughs> and never took his eye off me. But look, you know, I like to believe and this that. wasn't a chance meeting. You've been plotting uh, yeah, yeah, for all yeah, that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of went from there. But yeah. What um, sort of a man was he? A very different uh, kind of a guy. He was, um, people describe him as being quirky, uh, unconventional, I would say. Meticulous is another word I would use. Um yeah, his his friends used to describe him like the the Boy Scout in in a in a friendly way. They would say, you know, gosh, Connor the Boy Scout, like he had a a tool to fix everything, mm. and he even had uh, a portable windscreen in his car. What, what is a portable windscreen? Uh, a replacement windscreen? In yeah, the, in it the boot is of his car. Literally a plastic windscreen, all folded up, and it remained in the boot of his car for probably Perfect. about ten years. <laughs> did he ever yeah. have to use it? He did. Yeah. Oh, did he? Right. He did. Yeah, he was on his way to Kinsale with a, a gang. Of his friends right. and a stone hit the window and took it out. There you go. They were 
were all panicking, thinking this is the end of the weekend. He says, no, no, <laughs> portable windscreen. Uh, so so yeah. he, he was a, a pilot? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he worked for Aer Lingus. He worked for Aer Lingus. Yeah. 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 Initially, uh, he learned to fly when he was sixteen. Um, How do you do that? <clears throat> well, there was a flying school up in Powerscourt oh, in Enniskerry. Right? Yeah, the golf club is there now, and he was disgusted when the golf club <laughs> went in because they they took his airstrip. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, he he lived ju- his family home backed onto airfield, mm-hmm. and he used to hop the wall. Uh, uh, after school every day and he'd go over and help the overend ever- sisters on the farm and that's where he got his love of farming um, but there was no farmland in his family and he kind of thought you know I can't make a living out of this um, so he married the two careers and he because of his flying experience right. and having learned to fly at 16 he became a crop sprayer Wow see there you go so, like, like yeah. you know how yeah. do you marry agriculture yeah. and flying that, that's yeah. it so yeah. you do, we don't so do he was crop crops, spraying no, here no it was over in the States right. yeah yeah, okay. in Georgia in the, yeah. in the States yeah uh, and then there was an opening in Erlingus right. and much to his mother's delight because she was worried sick about him. You know, the crop spring was quite a precarious yeah. uh, job. And did, did you ever, yeah. were you ever on a plane that your dad flew? We were. Yeah. yeah. A good few times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What's that like? Special treatment. Special treatment, <laughs> yeah. No complaints. <laughs> no, the year we would have been quite young, but uh, there was one time, where were we flying to, Mum? Was it Los Angeles? LA. Yeah. LA. Yeah. I don't think Sarah was born yet. Yeah. Um, and... Mum was fully relaxed on the flight. Dad was flying um, and in the cockpit, of course. And she fell asleep, as did I. But I then went missing. Mm. The air hostesses couldn't find me. (laughs) Then there was a bit of a search party. They went into my dad in the cockpit. They said, can't find Jennifer. He said, we're in a vacuum. She she has to be somewhere. She's on the plane. (laughs) I I just crawled under a seat and put myself to sleep and found it more comfortable underneath the seat. (laughs) But we've plenty of pictures of of us in the front of the plane sitting on his lap and everything. In the hat. With the hats on, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, very sad, you know. And uh, loads of pictures around the house. Loads, yeah. 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 Constantly. Endless amount. Yeah. And this is is brilliant because, and, and this is particularly sad because he'd been diagnosed with Esophageal cancer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and was it his idea or his brother Paul's idea to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Paul, Paul had done it previously. Right. Yeah, I mean, I will say his his diagnosis came as a complete shock because um, Connor was an extremely fit guy. He was a marathon runner. Right. But it was just a hobby of his. Um, he was a non-smoker. He was a social drinker, like any of us. And being a pilot, um, they have medical checks yeah, like so twice a year. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, the diagnosis came as a complete shock to us but um, and initially the thought of a stress because he was he had flown into New York uh, what a few days before yeah. 9-11 yeah. and that hit him hard exactly yeah. exactly when the events of, of 9-11 happened um you know, he was completely shocked. About it could have it. been me, sort of thing. Well, yeah, right. like they used the the twin towers as their landmark, flying into right. Kennedy Airport. So you know, he just couldn't get his head around it. No more than any of us could get our head around it. But um, it was directly within, I'd say, three four days of that event happening that he developed the, um, the symptoms of. He described it like a ball of gas getting stuck in his esophagus. And he said, Jesus, I fierce indigestion. And he'd be in the middle of a meal and he'd say, I'll just go out for a walk in the garden. And he'd come back in. He said, I'm grand now. And he'd, he'd finish it. Mm. So, you know, that happened a couple of times. And then it maybe was happening with one meal a day. And then it progressed into maybe every meal. Right. And I said, Connor, something's not right. 
now not in my wildest dreams did I think it was a soft. But he's forty two, healthy man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking maybe it was a hernia or an ulcer. Mm. So when he did go to uh, the doctor, they thought, yes, it could have been stress related. And they put him on muscle relaxant, which was perfectly plausible, you know. And um, they said within you know a week, if the symptoms don't improve, come back. So there was no time wasted. It wasn't a case of anybody sat on this. They didn't. And um, so the symptoms got worse to the point that he was actually vomiting. So the food was getting stuck. Ah, right. And so the diagnosis was a terrible shock. Then. Yeah. Terrible huge, shock. Huge. Yeah. So then the scope test showed the, the right. tumor. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, um, yeah. And I, I know that some people, you know, the outcomes were good, mm. but Connor wasn't mm-hmm. one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. And since then, the outcomes have become much way better. better. Yes. Yeah, yes. much better. And if people have any hint that they might have something wrong yeah. in that department they should go and yeah. get it checked 100% <laughs> yes yeah. so, so, so Paul convinced them to time out yeah well Gerald. he was in he had just had his surgery and he was in intensive care and his, his brother came in to, to visit him and Paul put the finger out and said right oh Duffy you and I Kilimanjaro we're doing it right. and a year later yeah he did that's yeah. lovely you've yeah. only had a lovely picture of him at the top of yeah. Kilimanjaro yeah. very happy man yeah. Yeah. yeah and at that stage he didn't know that the cancer had spread to his spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I will be honest, I was quite worried about him going on that trip. Mm. But because, you know, he was only in recovery and I just thought, you know, I didn't want to stop him because it was a, a dream of his to do this trip. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he, he, was in, he was in a lot of pain. How he climbed it, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a massive achievement. Oh, yeah. tea took. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was saying it's 20 years since your dad died. Yeah. Uh, it just happens that the day you start up Kilimanjaro is yeah. Father's Day. Complete coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even Complete realise when we were booking those dates. And you're going the same route. He, yeah, the yeah. same route that he went. It's going to be very emotional, isn't it? Yeah, I think it will be. Yeah. You're yeah. retracing his footsteps. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an emotional climb even if you just choose to do it and it's on your bucket list. Yeah. But it's a bit of a double whammy for us now because mm. we have obviously the connection. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, it, the Father's Day thing, that was just both of us. Yeah, I think just we only us. figured that out a couple of months ago. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're up for it, you've been training and yeah. Yeah. Doing our best. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe your Uncle Paul didn't make it to the top that time. No, he that didn't. Time, no, no, he yeah. didn't. So we're hoping we don't follow the same fate as yeah. O'Duffy siblings and that we both make it to the top <laughs> together. Yeah, right. hopefully. Um, uh, and you're raising funds for the esophageal Sof- cancer. Yeah, cancer. Yeah. OCF.ie. OCF.ie, right. That's yeah. easier to say. OCF.ie. Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, and the, the people will be brought on a path so they can support that there 100% we've already yeah. received so much support from friends yeah. and family um, just a growing platform really mm-hmm. great yeah. great well mm-hmm. good luck with it good luck with thank it you, and, thank and you. thanks so much for coming in thank you so much and there's just there's one there's a hold on there here yeah uh, I worked in Aer Lingus as flight crew with Connor uh, he was a super guy and great colleague please pass on my best wishes to uh, Orla and Sarah and Jennifer oh. and that's from Derville Lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Um, Orla, great to see you again. Yeah, you too. Um, yeah, good luck, Sarah. You. Good luck, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having us. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.